Hey, this is Megan Conter, founder of The Dames. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue, and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a new and dear up-and-coming friend, Megan Conter. Megan uses her power to connect elevate, entertain, and celebrate extraordinary women as the CEO of The Dames, a global community designed specifically for women running and leading six and seven figure businesses. Megan believes that anything can be accomplished through fearless collaboration, laughter, fun, and love. That's something that we both hold dear to our hearts. Once a burnt out over-networked CEO. She is now the global ultra connector for women who thrive in the space where self-worth and net worth align. We have a lot to talk about on that one. Learn more about the Danes and Megan at www.thedames.co. I'm really excited for you to hear our conversation. And always remember, I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business, in your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, your life, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. Let's get a quick call on the calendar, see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do it. Megan, welcome to the show. Casey, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited and I think we're gonna we're gonna have some fun things to talk about today. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. And let's just warn our listeners now. I have had laryngitis for about two weeks. Uh, sinus infection, bronchitis, you know, just all the really fun stuff when the universe and your body say, I think it's time to slow down a little bit. So I'm kind of like anticipating if I sound like my voice is cracking, I promise you I'm not gone through puberty. <laughs> so, you know, Megan, you and I have had multiple conversations offline and I'm really excited for our listeners to hear you get to know you and just really hear our conversation. We have a lot in common. We've done a lot of things in the same direction and built businesses very similarly from the perspective of word of mouth marketing, right? So I'd really like for our listeners to get to know Megan, you know, because being an entrepreneur, building a business, it's not always easy. It's definitely worth it. Just not always easy. So how did you get into this crazy world of entrepreneurism? I came out of corporate and it was a really short six year stint in corporate where if I, I actually felt at that time in 2008, that if I had to keep going down that road, I may not make it for very long because it was not a fit. Mm -hmm. So I actually was let go from my last job in 2008, the very end, because it was the beginning of the housing market crisis. And so I met several entrepreneurs. They were picking my brain about marketing their different businesses. And they said, you know what? You should start your own company. And I said, wait, what? <laughs> what, what exactly does that entail? Because all of the learning that I had done and all of the planning that I had done was to 
grow up in the corporate world, up the corporate ladder. And, you know, of course, it didn't take very much to convince me to do something else because I was very unhappy in that world. So it was sort of like the the stars and the planets and everything aligned to bring me to the right place at the right time with the right people. And I had some incredible help from some entrepreneurs early on who basically helped me start everything from the ground up. And I morphed and changed and evolved for a long time. I think I had five different business names within the first six years of business. And, you know, I started out in the weeds, really focused on social media implementation and management and maintenance in 2009, when nobody knew what the heck social media was for business, let alone how it would, you know, help them grow their small business. But I learned a lot in that time about myself and about business and really morphed and changed up into a branding and marketing strategist where I stayed for many years. Um, in coincidence, at the same time, I started my spiritual journey and I also started networking. So it was about you know 2012 and I'm networking everywhere. Actually, it was even earlier than that. 2010, I'm networking everywhere inefficiently, haphazardly, you know, just going out and doing what I thought networking was, which was, you know, trying to sell people into your programs, right? Trying to sell people into the next thing and being sold to the whole time and finding a lot of um, lackluster results from that, but also still doing it because I am a raging extrovert and I loved connecting with other people. Mm. But I really, you know, it took me quite some time to A, figure out how to package my services as a coach, as a marketing coach. And it took me years to figure out, like, I, I remember just bashing up against the ceiling of how am I ever going to scale this coaching business when it's just me? You know, I'm the talent. I'm the, I'm the intuitive who helps coach these people. I'm, how am I going to do this? And I tried for a while to find other coaches to work for me and create a system that they would follow in a process. And it just didn't work for me. And it never felt like it was the right fit. What did feel right was that I would start leading other people's networking organizations and I loved it. I found finding new ways of connecting people and having fun doing so and helping them have fun and really kind of changing the way that networking was being done was what I was passionate about. All the while I was still running my marketing business and was extremely good at and loved working with my clients because I'd go deep and work with them to transform their business for six months to 12 months and beyond. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of this on dual tracks, right? I'm growing my, growing my marketing business, but I'm finding this, this flair and this love for networking. And so in 2014, I actually joined a, a mastermind group and really discovered at that time that um, I needed to stop networking the way that I had been and really just give myself a break. Mm -hmm. And I kind of went inside and I said, all right, what is it about this way that I've been doing things, it's so inefficient. I'm having a hard time following up. I'm having a hard time, you know, yes, I can sell tickets to my social media workshops early on, and I can sell tickets to these other different workshops and things that I'm doing, but it's hard to build really quality relationships when the first thing you start out with is, hey, do you want to buy my coaching? Or, hey, do you want to buy my services? It just doesn't start out a relationship very well when I'm like, right. here's my card, buy my stuff. Yeah. So during that time in 2014, I like to say that I created the networking witness protection program and I put myself in it, <laughs> just took a break. I said, I've got, I've got to figure something out that's new. So during that time, I re-engineered and refigured and reconfigured because I had had a lot of success with power partners. And it was something that I devised based on some learnings with my mastermind group and really finding the people who are already in contact and already in trusted relationships with my ideal clients. And I was already in trusted relationships with theirs, but they were people who were either non-competing or who were also in the marketing field and had different specialties or somehow were in, could be in collaboration with me as opposed to competition, which I never felt, it never resonated with me to compete with anyone anyways. Right. So I felt this natural gravitas toward gravitation rather toward collaboration mm -hmm. so throughout all that time I had also experienced a lot of the negative aspects of networking before I 
joined my own networking witness protection program. And so I came out and I said, I want to create something different. I want to create a network that's specifically for an environment, specifically for the needs, wants, and desires of women growing their six and seven figure businesses. I want it to be fun. So I created a reverse mullet approach is what I call it. That's the fun in the front and then the impact in the back, <laughs> the inspiration. <laughs> I like that. So it's really about like, hey, when we come in from our day-to-day -day lives as entrepreneurs, we're usually stressed out, overwhelmed, or we've been in full-blown business mode for days and we've got to like, it's really hard to connect from that space. It's very robotic and it's very much, you, you tend to enter, enter into what I would call the negative aspects of old sales of just like, God, I've got to, I've got to get the deal, right? I've got to make the deal because you're, you're just coming in with that, that desperation. And so if we completely transform that, and if we say you're coming to network to find your power partners, and you're coming in with this laughter first so that you can let your hair down, you can become more comfortable, that immediately creates an easier bond to connect. Mm -hmm. And then we can start building relationships and rapport when we understand what a power partner is and so basically that is that is what I created and came came out into the world with in 2015 with Denver Dames. And we kept growing and growing here. In 2017, we started building and creating the online platform that would allow us to have global membership. And then 2018 started adding chapters outside of Denver. 2019 and 2020, we grew just immensely within our virtual chapter and our local chapter markets. And that is the vision going forward is chapters in major and second tier markets where women growing their six and seven figure businesses and in director plus roles can come together with the tools to the tools, the resources and the fun to really get connected on a deep level and to be resourceful for and collaborative with each other, supporting each other as we go through all the personal and professional growth that is business ownership yeah. and that career growth too. So yeah. that brings us to today. So um, the, the journey, has it, yes. has it always been easy? Not at all, not at all. And I think what the biggest realization was for me is that I was running both my businesses. And in 20, 2018 is when actually the Dames was formed as its own entity because mm -hmm. it had just been a product under my marketing business for years. And that's when I really realized it needs to, it has its own life and it's the business that I really want to grow. Ultimately, mm -hmm. it's the business that I want to, that I want to lead with. Mm -hmm. So I had a split identity for a couple of years there where I had this belief that I needed to keep doing my marketing coaching because a, it fulfilled me in a lot of deep ways, the work that I did with my clients, but also B, it was just like, well, I can't, I don't know. I don't. I can't even remember what I believed, to be honest, because it was so old and outdated. Right. But it took 2018 and 19 to really decide I didn't have to work my fingers to the bone. I didn't have to hustle and grind, and I could let go of my marketing business. And so I did. I folded it uh, within to the Dames as a product in the Dames back in at the end of 2019, with the knowing that it wasn't going to last for very much longer. And then March of 2020 ha happened and all of the marketing clients disappeared and there was the dames ready to grow even more mm -hmm. and ready to have my full attention. Mm -hmm. But it caused a lot of years of my marketing business, especially a lot of years of strife and struggle and yeah. trying to follow other people's models, which wasn't working for me, not listening to my intuition, just like, I'll just follow the books. I'll follow the way that the dudes have been saying to do it for years even though my feminine intuition and creative self was like, no, stop this. Right. So as soon as I shut the hell up my mind and started listening to my intuition and listening to it, no matter what it said, that's when things got a heck of a lot easier. And when I was able to pour myself and my genius into the dames fully. I love that. So, you know, you've, you've dropped a bunch of golden nuggets that I kind of want to pick up and, and present sure. back to the listeners. You know, first and foremost, networking is a phenomenal way to grow your business. For those of you that have been listening to the show for a really long time, you're very aware that I built two seven-figure businesses 
and um, and six six figure businesses 100% from networking. Uh, it works, right? I mean, I made the decision late 2019 to start moving into creating a digital presence. You know, like having a website. Uh, having having a social media group and page, those were things that I never did. I never had to, right? And I had just made the decision, okay, it's probably time to step into the millennium. <laughs> and uh, and I, I did. I uh, Around October 2019, we started positioning ourselves digitally. I had made the decision to start working on the concept of the podcast and ironically picked March 2020 to launch the podcast back in October 2019. Who would have thunk, right? And, you know, one of the things that, that, that Megan brings up, so many entrepreneurs show up and throw up. They show up and spray and pray. And, you know, I remember being at um, a speaking engagement. It was at a very, very large chamber of commerce. There were over 200 people in the room. It was yeah. the morning breakfast meeting. And I had an hour segment. And, you know, I'm, I'm a glorified, die hard, to the core introvert. So we are polar opposites in our strategies and our approaches in a room. My right. responsibility is to go hold up a wall. That's my responsibility. And, you know, for me, it's a beautiful filter because two people, two people will always approach me, a net vomiter and a master networker. The net vomiter will spray and pray all over me and it instantly goes in one filter and the master networker will come and talk with me, get to know me and then introduce me to people. And that's how I work a room is from well-connected people introducing me to people. And I'll always talk to leadership in the room because they'll introduce me to people. And then I really get connected to the real networkers, right? So I really, as a speaker, like to observe people. Yeah. And, and I was observing everybody just spraying, praying, showing up and throwing up. And I get on stage and I said, you know what? I said, I think the very first thing we need to do is talk about the networking disconnect because the networking disconnect looks like this. And I said, I need you guys to really play full out and be honest right now. And I pulled out my wallet and I said, how many people here have their wallet today? So the whole room, the whole room raised their hand. I go, cool. Now, how many people here came here having to, needing to, wanting to make a sale today? Like, your credit card payments do, your car payments do, rent or mortgages do. You have to make a sale. Raise your hand. The entire room raised their hand, including the board of directors. And I said, all right, everybody keep your hand up. Look around. And everybody started mumbling. You know, the buzz got really loud and people were laughing and everything. And I go, okay, now, Everybody put your hand down, whose hands up. I said, now, everybody who has your wallet out, how many people here came here wanting to, needing to, having to whip their out money. your Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or Discover because you have to buy something today. You're going to buy something today. How many buyers are in the room? Raise your hand. I said, everybody look around. Nobody had their room. Nobody in the room had their hands raised. And everyone went, and I said, this is the net disconnect. I said, so many people come here for the wrong reasons. Like, I'm just going to call you all out, all of you. Right. I said, I said, this isn't about building relationships in this room. This is about connecting with people to see if there's synergy so that the relationship can be built outside of this room. Because relationships don't happen in 30 seconds. They don't happen in a minute. They don't happen in a commercial. They don't happen in a presentation. And they sure don't ha happen in an hour. I said, relationships happen over time. I'm not gonna meet you and have your baby today. Sorry, I'm not gonna meet you or marry you today. Sorry. And you know that I remember being bombarded afterwards. And what people don't realize is it's the mindset that gets presented, the, the need for the instant gratification, the itty bitty shitty committee kicking off 
showing up with need and fear and FOMO and no, business doesn't happen with spraying and praying. Right. Your um, networking protection program. So I, uh, I talk a lot about the entrepreneurial witness protection program. And the yeah. entrepreneurial witness protection program is the digital platforms. You know, it's people kid themselves when they think they're working when they're right. online, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. That's great. It should be a strategy. However, in my humble opinion, you shouldn't be doing it yourself. Now, I also know that some people are CEOs, chief, chief everything officers, you know, from the janitor all the way up to the principal. I get that. And you also need to remember that these are businesses, these are entities, and they are very good and very smart at what they do. And they're not going to let you get exposed for free. Yep. That, that's why they change their algorithms on a continual basis. Now, that doesn't mean that if you play smart organically and everything, that'll eventually happen. It's not going to happen overnight. Nope. And, and neither is building a high quality relationship that yields lots of collaboration, lots of cross-referring business, and lots of babies, if you want to go back to that metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> stop showing up in people's messengers or inboxes, vomiting all right. over them, right? Yeah, it's worthless. And I even the other day was having a conversation with someone who had approached me in that way. And I normally don't take the time to do this, but I just said, I'm curious as to what your results are from this strategy, because you didn't pique my interest one bit. In fact, you turned me off completely and you seem like a pretty nice guy. So I'm wondering how many people you're doing that with and what your, what your odds are that you're playing here, because they don't seem to be very good odds. No, I mean, look, what makes sales a numbers game is your approach. Because right. sales isn't a numbers game. Sales is a science. It's the science of rapport relationship and being able to step into people's map of reality and speak into their listening. I mean, I train the science. I know the science. I am the science. Yep. And so many people try to do it every other way. And if you try to do anything, you do nothing. That's right? for sure. I, uh, on that note, I had a woman back in August of 20 what are we 2022 now? Right. I had a woman back in August of 2021, uh, inbox me a direct sales pitch <clears throat> and I get hit up a lot for direct sales and and my yeah and and my response was 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 very honest and transparent you know I work with a lot of direct sales companies and a lot of direct sales teams I have a lot of non-compete contracts I'm not allowed to be in any opportunity I can be a consumer I just can't be a distributor and so I started it out with, I'm really curious as to what about my profile made you think that I would be interested. And I appreciate you thinking I would be interested. And I went into my legal disclaimer. So then um, on, on August 25th, she attempted to argue with me about whether or not it was going to be a, uh, a breach of contract. And I'm like, unless you've got JD behind your initials, I'm going to lean towards the word of my attorney. Haven't heard a peep from her since. Yesterday, I got a message. I looked into it with my legal department. This isn't a discrepancy or a conflict on your, on your contracts. And I go, really, you've never even seen my contracts. So how do you know? And then she started arguing with me again. And I'm like, I'm really curious. What are your results with this? Because if anything, you're really close to being blocked by me. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. So check yourself. It all starts with us, right? Yeah. So you heard Megan say that she was simultaneously growing two businesses. And, you know, they, they both were experiencing a level of success. However, she was frayed and ragged. Do you know the hardest decision that exists? And one that's probably one of the most valuable is allowing yourself to follow your passion. Now, I'm not saying passion always profits. I'm not saying that. Right. Making the choice to walk away from a financially healthy business 
so that you can step into empowering a financially healthy opportunity. That takes a solid mindset to say, yep, this is 10, 20 grand a month that I'm just going to say bye to because I trust that if I focus, I'll, I'll make double, triple that with what I love to do. Yes. And I think that I, I see so many entrepreneurs who not, not always, not unanimously, Mm -hmm. but many of them are stuck in the chasm between let's say 90 K and 250 K they're stuck at that level because they have four or five or three or two or however many different ideas or different things that they're running with at any given time. And you just, you have to realize at some point as an entrepreneur that you are one person. And most of the time when I see these people, it's one person. They may, may, may have a virtual assistant helping them with some of it, but you cannot bifurcate yourself five times or four times or three times and do any of it effectively. You're running around with limited resources, limited attention, limited everything. And I knew that my marketing business was serving its purpose. And I knew that that purpose deep down, I knew that that purpose and that timeline was ending. I just had to get to that point where I had grown my own myself personally and built up my own mindset and my own awareness to know that my intuition is the number one thing I get to trust. And if I try to let someone else outside of me or some, some other part of me override that, it ends up in not good. It ends up not good. So I really got to understand that, but it took me years of building up my intuition and building up that trust for myself and my own belief in myself to say, I trust that this is the right move for me to make. And I think that I, I, I just, my heart hurts for a lot of people who don't realize that and who think that they have to keep going with this bifurcated focus. So, you know, that's a really good point. I, I, I wanna touch on, two things to go a little deeper. First and foremost, we as humans only have 100% to give. Only have 100% to give. Cracks me up when somebody says, I give a thousand percent every day. I know, it's like you have 100% to give. Now, look at your life. You know, we've got kids, spouses, friends, family, relationships, health, wealth. We have our business. We We have our spirituality. So you've got this pie and depending on the major areas of your life, the pie is gonna be cut in six or 11 pieces or somewhere in between, right? And let's just say that your pie's cut in six pieces. Well, you can't give a hundred percent to every area. You get to make a decision. This area needs 50%. This area needs 10%. This area needs whatever. And then your schedule's got to match accordingly. And then how you schedule it, that's how you give 100% of yourself during that allotted time. This this split focus, the diluted focus, the, uh, my, my favorite word is multitasking. Right. You can't theoretically multitask your brain your brain can store a lot of information visually it's just not capable of diluting its focus like that you mean to tell me you're not writing your next blog post right now as we speak no and that no and that is a great point because when you converting over to online marketing like you did These people need to hear when you're on that platform, when you're in that meeting, be 100% to that meeting. Because look, they may not know if you're writing your blog post. They may not know if you're sending emails. However, you could miss that one life-changing thing. You really could. The one thing that could create the bond between you and that other person. Yeah. That if if you're Dally, you know, what's the word lollygagging or all over the place. You're not paying attention to what's actually right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And one other thing I want to, I want to address on this 100% is our unconscious mind cannot achieve work-life balance. It can't do it. Work-life balance only exists if it's 50, 50. 
because your unconscious mind knows 49% and 51% is imbalanced. I'm sure if you could achieve 4951, you'd be happy. However, if you're continuing to pursue work-life balance, your unconscious mind will be dissatisfied if it's not 50-50. So I invite you to really start pursuing work-life harmony because it's finding that harmony in all the major areas of your life so that they can all work with each other. And yeah. The way that happens is with clarity, right? And, and that clarity. So speaking of having these different areas of focus, it makes it that much harder to have clarity. And it makes it that much harder for the person on the receiving end of a new relationship to have clarity as well. If you are, for instance, meeting someone brand new, like if I'm meeting you and you're starting to tell me about seven different things that you're into and that you do in your business and all these different directions, how much do you think of that I'm going to retain? Very little. Yeah. But if you come in and you say, here's my focus, here's what my mission is in the world, here's what my vision is for my work, here is where I am headed, then I can say, great, here's where I can help you to achieve that with more ease and more flow and more fun. Same thing if I come to you and I have one focus and that's what I'm, that's where my attention and intention goes, mm -hmm. then you can help me come alongside and help me grow that as well. Yep. As opposed to if I've got all of these different areas and you're like, man, I don't even know where to start with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really important for people to understand the, the avatar that, that you serve the problems you solve. We don't yep. need to know how you solve them. How you solve them is your expertise. We're sitting here in our expertise and you're speaking Greek if you even attempt to go that, that, that route. Just tell right. us who your, who your most successful prospective future client is, what they look like, what to listen for, what to look for, what they say, how they think, where we find them, and then tell, the, tell us the problems they have and what they look like and sound like. We'll be able to find people. Our brain processes information in pictures. So yep. if the better you can describe it, the easier it is for us to find it. Yeah, that clarity is key to everything. And that right in here, in this little conversation we're having is the concept of power partners. Yeah. You notice that, that Stacy and I are not sitting here saying, Stacy, I want you to work with me. I want you to be my client. And you're not saying that to me. We are building a rapport to say, who are your best clients that I could be sending your way, Stacy, for your coaching programs? Yeah. And you're saying, Megan, tell me about your business and tell me about who the best clients who the best candidates are for your organization and let's collaborate and see how we can help each other in some way whether yeah. that's masterminding those challenges that we're facing in our businesses or we're celebrating each other and what we're accomplished what we're accomplishing or it's hey i've got five people i want to introduce you to this week whatever the case may be that's exactly what stacy and i are doing here and the more clarity that you can have about yourself and your business and exactly what Stacy's talking about, the problems that you're solving, the, the problems to look for and the solutions that you're going to provide, that means that I can be out looking for her and I can be part of her sales team that she never even has to pay or yep. train or yep. anything. Yeah, the only thing that, the, the only thing it costs you is reciprocation. It's really Absolutely. all it costs you. And it's a beautiful the thing. The reciprocation doesn't even have to be a tit doesn't have to be a tit for tat reciprocation no, no because I may not have direct end clients for you but I may have a resource to someone who has a you know a connection to someone who does yeah. or I may be able to you know make you a connection to this podcast company that could who knows yeah. the you're open to that and you're really listening to the other person's needs and you're in it to serve that person first yep. and both people are doing that reciprocity happens without yeah. effort yeah, I'd like to get into the, the dilution for, for a second. You know, you were yeah. talking about diluted focus and, 
you know, you service a six-figure and seven-figure female community. And um, I was doing some research on statistics. Now, the research I was doing was on the coaching industry. I would venture to guess, though, this mirrors pretty much across the board entrepreneurism, period. So what I had found is less than 3% of the coaches in the world make over $100,000 a year. So less than 3% make it to six figures. For that 3%, less than 1% of them ever hit seven figures. Yep. And it's women-owned businesses that hit seven figures is 2% of women-owned businesses. Wow. That's crazy. These are crazy statistics. And I think a lot of it, uh, rolls up to very easily sum summarized. One, you can't be everything to everybody. Two, you can't do it all. You are an expert in your field and it's best if you hire the best to do the rest. Okay. And three, what's between your ears is gonna determine how far you can take you, your business and your prospective client. Because success is really easy. It's 90% mindset, 10% action. Yep. And, you know, if you, if you don't have what's between your ears squared away, then how can you build those solid relationships? How can you add value to someone? Because you're always showing up what's in it for me, which is a very and, analog station. And it's never always, I mean, it, it, you get to a point where it's squared away and then there's more. So it's not like, it's not like just, Hey, I hit the top of the mountain and I'm there. My mindset is exactly where it needs to be. I'm never going to have to change another thing in my life. Not true. The inside no. game, constant, continuous game. And you get to decide if you're going to choose to grow more or if you're going to choose not to, that's your choice. Well, universal law is this, what you feed grows and what you starve dies. And there's always yeah. movement in the world. You're either growing or dying. You're That's never right. standing still. Some people are upset by that. And I'm like, well, of course there's liminal space. There's liminal space that has to occur in between these different transformation states and these, the changes that are happening. Mm -hmm. But if you decide that you're going to, you know, drag your feet and say, I'm not going to change. Well, you're fighting gravity basically is what yep. we're saying. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's, I, I remember, uh, hearing when I first started out as a professional, I remember hearing, it was Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn had, uh, had, had told me, I, I personally got to mentor with him. So I was really blessed. He had told me always invest 30% back into yourself. Whatever your gross sales are, throw 30% back in. And I have to tell you, I have done that every oh, yeah. year every year and it pays me back tenfold absolutely my my thing that i say my saying is that we can only grow as much professionally as we are willing to grow personally mm -hmm. so whatever point you decide that you've stopped growing as spiritually mentally emotionally you know whatever then that's it you can't grow anymore professionally your career is not going to grow your business is not going to grow it's going to remain at a plateau level yeah. I mean, reality is if you're part of the problem, you'll never be part of the solution. So you have to insert yourself in environments that are going to grow you, stretch you, challenge you, make you uncomfortable, insert, right. insert you with, with people who, who uh, know more than you, can do more than you. Uh, I mean, the rule of thumb is if you're the smartest person in the room. You're in the wrong room. Pretty much. <laughs> If you're the richest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? So speaking of the, you know, the diluted focus, when you were talking about the dames focusing on, you know, women running six and seven figure businesses, mm -hmm. know that, you know, and the for the listeners know that that's the target market. The mm -hmm. ideal client or the avatar is a woman who's running a $750,000 business. That's a B2B service provider. And that has the need because she has been alone for a lot of years. She's been doing a lot of the things on her own. She does have a team that is serving her, obviously, but she doesn't get to pour out her heart of all the things that she's dealing with in her mind. And she doesn't have a lot of people around her that get her. 
So that's the ideal client. That's the avatar that we point all of our marketing to. That's where, that's all the messaging is pointed. When I'm talking to people, that is who I'm describing. That is who I'm looking for. And that is really important that when you're thinking about your focus, that it's not just like my focus is not women running six and seven figure businesses. Right. My focus is that avatar. Yep. And that is the concept in marketing and in sales that I think is important for everyone to yep. be aware of. So let's talk a little bit about the elephant in the room. You know, it's really hard to, to keep our eyes and ears off of what's going on in the world. You know, what's, what's, you know, first, what was it, two and a half years ago, uh, the world really struggled with COVID, coronavirus, and it impacted and devastated people in a lot of ways, uh, in their businesses and their finances and their health and their, and their family lineage. I, I can go on and on. There were, there were a lot of people that were, that were devastated, were just coming to the other side of this. And now, you know, we get hit with inflation and, and supply chain and struggling to, to uh, find employees. And then just as we start navigating those waters, now what's happening in Europe with Ukraine and Russia and, you know, media is going to glorify a lot of things. And there's a, a lot of fear going on right now about what's going to happen, what could happen. And, you know, this is really paralyzing a lot of people. What's your advice as to how someone that is struggling with all of this and with what's going on and has gone on, how do they stay motivated? This is interesting because I'm, I was literally talking with my content writer about this yesterday. It's been a challenge for me because I am someone who is an empath. Mm -hmm. I am someone who is a heart centered, uh, heart intuitive. So everything for me comes through my heart space. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so when something like what's going on in Ukraine hits, it impacts me greatly. And so in the past, I have chosen to really basically tune out the news a vast majority of the time because it's easier on me and I can continue to move toward my mission what I'm realizing at this present moment in time is that I'm in a transition phase. I'm in a transformation phase between that old practice of myself and the new practice of a leader of a multinational organization, which is I can no longer ignore what's going on. And I get to, and I choose to build up my own tools and do my own work so that I can build up my resilience and be a leader who is facing what's going on in the world and able to talk about it and also continue to deal with whatever my shadows are, whatever is going on for me in my own personal world and whatever is going on in my community. Mm -hmm. Because there are people on all sides of, of the spectrum within my community as well. So this is very much up for me right now. I'm in that liminal space, in that change space of using the tools, acquiring more tools. I'm a huge believer in NLP. So go Stacy. <laughs> I'm a huge believer in NLP and I use the tools and I find that in times like this, we get, to, we get to choose to dig deeper and use more of those tools or acquire more of those tools and become more and more self-aware because it's in that journey through self-awareness that we're able to lead our communities better. Yeah, I, I, I love that advice. And, and, and I'd like to add a little bit to that. The, the position that we're in, it doesn't matter if you're a solopreneur, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, a corporate employee, if, if you're an investor or a business owner, it doesn't matter in what quadrant you fall on. Yep. Reality is we are incapable of controlling what happens in the environment. Yep. We are capable of how we choose to respond and or react to the environment. Yep. Now, reaction is extremely emotional. 
And a lot of mistakes happen when emotion clouds our vision and our ability to process and think. So we allow ourselves and choose to step back and respond to the environment. And the way to do that is everything starts with us. You know, how you speak to yourself is how you speak to others. And how you speak to others is how you speak with yourself. And if you don't love yourself, how can you ever be capable of loving anyone else? Right. And all of this impacts your ability to transact, your ability to show up as a human, your ability to be successful, serve your avatar, make the money that you dream of, desire, and know you deserve. It all starts, there is a human element in business, and that is not only your prospective client, it's you. And there is so much judgment, hatred in the world that these up and coming leaders really get to step up and be the voice that the world deserves to have. You know, we may not collectively have one person change the world. However, if one person can positively impact one other person and we create that ripple effect, then the world will change. Right now we have uh, Elon Musk challenging Putin to a duel, right? And, and you know, whoever, whoever wins then can determine what happens with Ukraine. Well, that's like the damsel in distress. What if Ukraine doesn't want either one of them to determine that, right? We need to be thought leaders. We need to be impact providers. You know, be the leader in the world that you want to see, hear, and have. And my rule of thumb is always leave the person, the space, and the place better than what you found them. And if you can do that, and if you can impact someone who's willing to pay it forward and impact someone, the world will change. Yeah. And, and it, I think it's in being in community, for me, it's about creating the space and allowing the space for everyone to share their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions as they're going through all of this. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's having an immense impact on business owners who've been struggling. And I know business owners better, better than others, right? So like you said, it doesn't matter who you are, but I just know the psyche of a business owner because that's me. We've been impacted on this roller coaster ride for the last several years. And I think that ability to stay focused and to stay motivated comes from, in my opinion, the ability to have a community around me that I can talk to about this stuff. And that there's the inner circle that I can really dive deep into with it. But then there's the, you know, our, our connection calls that we create that go deeper into some of the world's biggest topics because we need that space to contemplate these things. We need that, that time to really talk about them where we don't otherwise, we don't otherwise get it with people who get our own situations, get what we're dealing with compounding all of the effects of what's happening in the world on top of that running a business leading a team leading a company continuing to move toward our vision when we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow but the truth is we never know what's yeah. going to happen no no we don't and reality is we also we also determine and choose what's going to happen tomorrow by the actions that we did yesterday and today and that's right. and i mean that's the whole uh, butterfly concept, right? The whole butterfly effect. And I want to go back because I did go down a rabbit hole and I want to go back to that, to, to that question. How does someone who has struggled like this for several years stay motivated? And the answer in a nutshell is just what Megan had said. It's community. You know, if you surround yourself with people who are moving forward and looking for solutions and opportunities and how to work with each other and how to support each other. And they are a community of impact makers, then that's the frame of mind you'll stay in. 
if you are surrounding yourself with people who are fear-based because of the news, watching the news, consumed by the news, complaining about what's going on, complaining about the economy, complaining about the gas prices, then that's the state that you're going to stay in. So really double check what's going on around you. What are you seeing, hearing, listening to, thinking and feeling? Because reality is shift is going to happen. Reality yep. is shift is going to hit the fan. Just determines whether or not you want to be downwind or not. Yeah, and the the other component to being surrounded by is to participate in and participate with. Amen. We can, can be a part of a community and do nothing, or mm -hmm. we can be a part of a community and participate. And yeah. that, you know, I think a lot of times when, uh, you know, when when women have a hard time connecting, it's because they're not participating. It's because they're not willing to jump into the deep end. It's because they're not willing to have the conversations and let people in. And we have to recognize that the vulnerability and our ability to share what it is that's going on within us from an aligned space, right? So yep. not from a space of like fresh anger or fresh hurt, because that is it's difficult to get anywhere with newer people in community if you're, you're coming from that space. But if you're doing the inner work to get aligned and to get to a space where you can have conscious connected conversations, then it's amazing what will happen when you are being resourced from the people in your community. Yeah. They're able to see things from such different lenses and such different perspectives that you wouldn't have thought of, especially in these times of these more chaotic times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just remember when you're surrounded by a community that supports you as your cheerleader and you support them and, and you're their cheerleader, if you get dirty, they're going to help pick you up and clean you up. Right. Sure. If, as long if as you've you, done the same for them. Absolutely. That's the other part. Like yeah. we have to think about serving others. And when, when it's time to ask for help from others, we have to ask ourselves first, have I been helpful? Yeah. Have I generous? Have I been a contribution? Um, whereas if we're always just wanting from the other person, other people, and we don't stop to look in the mirror and say, hmm, have I done the work too? And, you know, that's one side of the coin that I see. And then the other side with women that I see is women who aren't willing to ask for help mm. because they haven't done that work yet to really get clear with we are only one person and we do need a team and sometimes a lot of times that team isn't just the direct people that we pay it's the people who are in our communities yeah so yeah. and how to ask for help combined with the clarity that we already spoke about if you're clear as to what your needs are and what would be a contribution to you when i ask stacy you know who who would be the best connection for you in the world to be to have in your business right now and, it, and she is able to say, I'm looking to get connected to Elon Musk, just to throw a name out there since we've- Before he duels. <laughs> right, before the duel. Exactly, exactly. Uh, maybe five years ago, Elon Musk. <laughs> then that makes it easy for me to say, okay, I'm going to look in my community. Who has been in with Elon Musk? Versus if I say, Stacy, who are you looking to be connected to or who would help you in your endeavors? Yep. And you said, I don't really know anyone. Uh like. That doesn't yeah. help. No, it doesn't. If you can't describe them, we can't find them. That's the rule of thumb. Yep. So Megan, welcome to the signature question of the show. And that is what does selling without selling mean to you? Building rapport and relationship is where everything happens. And that's where the sale happens too. If you are building relationship and rapport and you're meeting the needs, wants, and desires of your target audience, of your avatar, mm -hmm. selling becomes the natural transaction that results from building that relationship, building yeah. that rapport. I love that. I love that. If you have the, the service or the offering that that person needs, wants, and desires. Yeah. You're trying to peg in a square hole that's not sales my friend <laughs> so megan welcome to the signature question of the show and see i believe that 
that success leaves clues. I like to ask questions to our guest experts so that our listeners can extract information and go, you know what, I really like that and want to apply it to my life. So my question to you, I may have two. The, the, the main question is, what does your morning ritual look like? I get up and do meditation first. It's the first thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And then I either work out first or eat first, depending on my husband's workout regimen as well. Mm -hmm. But we work out together. And then I do journaling and visualization. And then I get ready for the day. And I have the rest of my day ahead of me. I love I'll that. I'll start at about 5 a.m. Yep. Yep. Early bird always gets the worm. 5 a.m. club. <laughs> right. So my second question to you is, what is your favorite word and why? I don't know that I have one favorite word of my life, but right now the word is resilience that nice. keeps popping up and keeps just uh, being a, a teacher for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I think that resilience is just, it's very similar to success. It's very specific to each individual, mm -hmm. what resilience looks like, mm -hmm. because it can border on the line of stupidity. If we, we go too far, mm. <laughs> you know, resilient to a fault and we can, we can try things that are way too far out of our comfort zone or way too far out of our zone of genius. Mm -hmm. um, but then we can also hide behind resilience and say, well, I'm just not strong enough to X, Y, Z, or I'm just not capable of. So I think it's a, an, a word that requires a journey, which is why I like it. I absolutely love that. And, and I have to tell you, I, I have a new word every year and and uh, this year it's been um, intentional influential momentum because uh, intention is is absolutely necessary it's got to be clear and specific uh, influence is very very important to me and without momentum you really can never make the impact that you need or want right and uh, my word changes every year. And I, I meditate uh, right around New Year's Eve and get clear and I journal and I get clarity on what next year's focus is going to be. And that's what dictates where we go. So that's actually for me is spaciousness this year. So it's interesting how resilience is a very big component of that. I love that. I love that. So Megan, I really appreciate you being on the show today. I know what your schedules look like and I truly value and appreciate our time together. Me too. Thank you so much. This has been extremely amazing. Absolutely. If our listeners want to find you, reach out to you, connect with you, how can they do that? Yes. The best way, if you are a woman who runs or leads her own growing six or seven figure business and you've been your curiosity has been piqued by our conversation today we have awesome virtual roundtable events twice a month and so i i invite you to go to www.thedames.co forward slash roundtable and check out when the next one is and see if you'd like to book yourself a seat there we'd love yeah. to have you Absolutely. I can testify that it was uh, a lot of fun when, when, when I had done it with you. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I, I just, I love our time together and I look forward to many, many more. And for our listeners, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, I'd love for you to head over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's head over to Instagram, follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, second, I'd love for you to jump over to Facebook now, join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook, join our Sell, Sell Without Selling community. Last and definitely not least, I'd love to chat with you and get feedback on the episodes to find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this show more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success that you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserve. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the calendar. And always remember this. 
Choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.